Welcome to our mini episodes where we take a deep dive into your biggest financial questions. Deep dive? Belly flop more like. <laughs> but generally, thanks a lot for your questions that you've been sending in. We can't answer them all, but we love reading each and every one. Some of you have also been in touch to ask when we're going to be back for season two. Well, drum roll please, T. Newsflash, we're going to launch next month in October. We've got some great guests lined up, including Deborah Meaden on how to be better with money and how to teach kids about it. We also have Romin Nakisa from Pensioncraft for a deep dive on investing. And we're planning to cover other topics like mortgages and how to get a pay rise. But in the meantime, we're working our way through the mountain of questions that you guys have sent in. So what do we have today then, mate? So the first question for today is from David. He asks, my lifestyle pension puts 30% of my pension into UK gilts and they have tanked with inflation. Should I move back to equities? Will UK gilts ever recover? Dun, dun, dun. Listen to Demo to find out if UK gilts will ever recover. <laughs> Um, so there's a question of allocation here and obviously there's been an allocation decision which is 70% equity or 70% stocks and 30% bonds or guilt. Do you want to tell the people what a guilt is? I mean, do you want to tell me what a guilt is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just a bond. <laughs> a guilt is the UK's name for a bond. Oh, cheers, mate. Appreciate you. I could think it's called a guilt edge security as in like it's like, you know, it, it's that primo thing or like it's guaranteed. Sounds like a sword, guilt edge security. If something's guilt edged, isn't it like it's got like a golden edge or something? Sounds about right. It means like, yeah, it's rock solid. And then it's funny that it's called that and it's collapsed in the last year. <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> So the allocation question of should I be in all stocks, should I be in bonds? I'm personally 100% stocks and that's reflective of my age. I want the most exposure to the riskier portion, the, the ability to grow my portfolio as possible. The next part of the question is when a portfolio doesn't perform as you expect it to, because the whole purpose of having an allocation to bonds and an allocation to stocks is they're meant to kind of move in opposite ways or at least that the, the bond portion of the portfolio is meant to kind of dampen the risk or the volatility, I should say. So when the stocks crash, the bonds should kind of limit that. Now, what happened in 2022 was that didn't happen and both crashed. So stocks were down 18% and I think bonds were down by about 13%, which was is quite rare. I found a few examples where this happened in the past, 1931, 1946, 69, 73, and 77. Um, 69. There's probably a few. All right. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. What's what's so important about that number, T? <laughs> it's, my, it's my lucky number. Oh, is it? <laughs> I got on my basketball jersey as well. Have you? From when I was younger, from when I was from you my live, school days. You lived that 69 brand. <laughs> what's wrong with the 96? <laughs> That that's um that means that they don't like each other. They're facing the wrong direction. Oh, they are, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you do at home, Damien, but in oh, 96, I've been doing it wrong my whole life. My I've been doing it wrong my whole life, you've mate. Been do, you've been doing it wrong your whole life, mate. Yeah, the missus is like, let's do a 96, and she turns over and falls asleep. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, this is the good stuff. <laughs> oh, sorry, continue, continue. Yeah, so bonds. Um, it was a bad year. Now, the thing about an investment strategy is you don't just you don't just change everything because you had a bad year. You stay consistent. It's not unprecedented that bonds or gilts have fallen in value at the same time as stocks. We had some very unique circumstances like the mini budget and stuff, which really hammered that in that year. But it is just one year. I don't expect my, my portfolio to always go up. 
And when it has a massive drop, I don't then reconsider my allocation. Now, I just want to caveat that with I'm 100% equities. I'm not in bonds. So if you're asking me if I would be in, in bonds, I'm not. So I can't speak to that. But if you made a decision, David, around your allocation or your pension provider has for you and you're questioning if that's right or not, that's kind of a separate conversation to should I be changing things because they've both fallen in value? Well, you know what I always say, one of my many favorite sayings, when in doubt, zoom out. So um, I always look at this as a long-term thing. And I think in the long-term, the stock market is going to outperform the bonds. But we don't give financial advice over here. It's another thing my missus says to me in the bedroom as well, that. So it's funny. <laughs> if in doubt, zoom out. <laughs> I think we should move on to the next question. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay, and the next question, I like this one, is from Andy. He wrote, I've been noticing my portfolio in Trading212 has been dropping steadily for over a week. Now, this makes me want to take some money out of the savings and chuck it in Trading212 while the market is down and nabbing me some cheap shares. You know what I say? <laughs> buy the dip. No one knows what you're saying. Buy the mate. dip and then we go to Chip. Chip <laughs> is short for Cipriani, which is a very cool restaurant in London. But basically, you buy the dip and then when it goes back up, you've made loads of money. So I always say buy you've the dip. You've not even finished the question here. You've not even finished the question. That is the question. No, it's not. There's oh, another crap, section. Crap. I'm looking at it. I thought that was your answer. My bad. Okay. The guy's just booked a table for two at Cipriani's and he's wondering what is going on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Oopsie. Sorry, Andy. Um, I'll start again, Andy, and do the justice of giving you your full question. I've been noticing my portfolio in Trading212 has been dropping steadily for over a week. Now, this makes me want to take some money out of the savings and chuck it in Trading212 while the market is down, nabbing me some cheap shares. But should I take that risk and take it out of a currently decent 5% APR instant access account? Like the money is better in savings right now, but it would mean missing out on some cheap stocks and shares. In the long run, it's probably better in the stocks. So I may have just answered my own question. What do you guys think? He's a sharp guy. He answered his own question already. He's making the right moves. You, you answered his question without even finishing it, mate. So you're clearly very sharp. I know. I just left out all the... Or the due diligence part and just went straight in for buy the, the Yeah, just the like, spot. yeah, buy it, buy more, buy more. <laughs> <laughs> Worry about it later. Yeah. So I actually made a video a few weeks ago where I looked at this, where it's cash versus investing, because I know it can be very tempting at the minute where if you you see a 5% return in, in a bank account that seems guaranteed versus an unguaranteed return of, say, 7 9% or whatever in the stock market. Now, the way I think about this is it all comes down to when you'll need the money, not not the return on offer. So the stock market long-term has always outpaced cash over periods of, say, 20 to 25 years. There's, If you look at the last 123 years' worth of data, there's never been a 25-year period where the stock market hasn't returned better than cash. In fact, by holding cash instead of the stock market, going into the stock market, there's a massive opportunity cost. I think the difference over a 20 year period is 1,281% on average. So like 12, 12 times your cash by sitting in cash instead, you get 12 times more money, sorry, by going into the stock market. So just because the rates are looking better short term on cash, that's a great thing for the money that you need to hold in cash. But for me personally, any money that I don't need for 10 years plus is in the stock market or going into the stock market just because the stock market's declined recently doesn't then make me think, 
oh, the money I have allocated here for short-term requirements in cash, I'm gonna pile into the stock market. The reason it's in cash is because I need it in the next five years. I like that, next five years, mine's uh, any cash I don't need for the next six months is going into the markets. <laughs> so I think five, five years is probably a bit more, um, <laughs> a bit more cautious, yeah. I like that though. I mean, it's whatever your timeline is, but this what I'm trying to get across is think about it in terms of the time that you need the money, not the return on offer. I think people suddenly think because the interest rate's gone up by 5% on cash that, then, that, that there's a decision to be made of should I stop investing and put it into cash instead? Whereas the long-term trends are that the stock market is always over-delivered versus cash over long time periods. And if you're talking about investing, then the money's always been tucked away for... 10 years or whatever. So over those time periods, the chances of stocks outperforming cash based on historical measures, anything can happen obviously, are quite significant. So just because the market's dropped in the last week doesn't mean I'm then thinking, oh, I'll take my emergency fund and slap it in the market. I will add a disclaimer there. When COVID hit and the market's dropped by 20% in a few days, I chucked everything I had in it. And that, that was a risky decision, but I made, I made, you know, I made some good money on that. And, and yeah, I canceled buying a house, put the house deposit in, I put my emergency fund in, I did it all. Uh, <laughs> that was a very, very tea kind of move yeah. for you, David. That's, actually, that's probably one of the few times I've seen you just go balls deep and just be like, yeah, we're throwing the kitchen sink, the house, everything yeah. at it. That was it. It was a good yeah, time yeah. though. Well, not good because it was COVID and it was, was lockdown, but it was a good time. There was a part of me that thought, you know, I missed out on the, the 2008 crash and I saw what that happened there. And I saw the, the market's reaction to the news of the pandemic. And I just thought, yeah, get it in there. Um, so I did and, and, and it paid off. So I don't, I don't practice what I preach at all times. But, you know, a slight downward trend on 212 isn't really going to make me throw my emergency fund in there. I'm talking about a once in a, you know, a generational pandemic was the only thing that got me to throw that in. Do you know what I mean? So slightly different. And if people want to learn a bit more about this, Damien, what's your video called that you made on it? It's called Cash Versus Investing. Don't make the wrong choice. On a Damien Talks Money YouTube channel. Yeah, we'll link it. We'll put it in the show notes or whatever. That's free advertising, Damien. Yeah, plug it. I'll take my royalties for that. Free advertising, mate. <laughs> take my check. All right, next question. So Mari asked the question, what are your thoughts on AI investment tools? We have none, <laughs> quite clearly. <laughs> Damo, you've got you. I saw in the, in the notes you did have uh, some thoughts. You wrote a load of bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> you care to elaborate on what a load of bollocks means regarding AI? <laughs> yeah, so that was my like that. Just to just to um, provide context to listeners, we get the questions and we might put a couple of notes about what we want to speak about. And, and my my note was a load of a load of bollocks. So these 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 AI tools are essentially. I don't know because I don't look at it too much, but what I imagine they are, are they're being packaged as we use AI to find a way to beat the market and trade for you. And you can buy this thing that will automatically or automatically invest on your behalf and make you loads of money. The reason I think that's bollocks is if someone had a magic money machine, they wouldn't be selling it. You know, they, I just think it's, it's, it's trying to capitalize on hype through slapping AI on the front of it. 
I couldn't agree more. Like if you had, yeah, why would you share it with anyone if you had it? It's just like the people who say, um, I make, they slide into your LinkedIn inbox and like, I make 50 grand every two hours trading for my living room. And I can, uh, if you sign up to my course, which costs you a grand a month, I can teach you how to make 50 grand an hour just like me. And it's like, if you're making 50 grand an hour, what are you doing DMing me on LinkedIn? It doesn't make any yeah. sense. It's not making, the math is not mathing. Yeah. The, the the thing is, like, there was a quote, I think, from Bill Gates that was like, we underestimate how much of an influence technology will have in one year, but no, we overestimate what, it, what its impact will be in one year, underestimate what its impact will be in 10. And I think that that's so true of these hype techs when they come out. You know, we see the emergence of something that's quite impressive, like ChatGPT, and then everyone thinks, oh, God, slap it on everything. And then you've got, like, AI ready meals, and it's just... It's just a bit stupid. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's a bit There was much. a chat GPT one, two, three, and four, I think. And so like each one that gets released is better. So with the same with the AI investors, I think it will get better over time. Yeah. But like you said, I think it's gonna be for They're like never the going top, to sell it to you. The high net worth They're individuals. You can you, you can get it with certain hedge funds, but like you're gonna to need to be putting in a lot of money and yeah, it's not gonna be for every Tom, Dick and Harry. Yeah, they'll never sell it to you because something that can invest well by itself is worth potentially trillions of dollars. It's priceless. Yeah, so yeah. it's never getting sold. Yeah, that's a load of bollocks is, is my is my synopsis of that. In the but then again, you never know with these hackers, one of these like uh, un unknown or whatever they're called, the guys that wear the masks, the hacker guys, they can, some like computer genius can make us a really good one. Unknown. This is a budget version. The unknown. We are unknown. <laughs> <laughs> what are they called? Anonymous. Anonymous. That's the one. Not unknown. Anonymous. You've always got your finger on the pulse. <laughs> yeah, ear to the streets always. Yeah, what, what are those the guys called? The, uh, the, <laughs> the slightly obscure ones. But yeah, so... Um, what 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 was we saying? AI, I yeah. Do you believe in AI? Oh no, but that's not the question. No. I, I think that that that's obviously transformative technology, and I think it will do well. And I th like in the same way that I think yeah, I think blockchain will will do stuff in the long term. But I don't think there's opportunities for people on the street to pick it up and make a load of money out of it right now. And I don't think there ever will be in that sense. I think people are just trying to capitalize on the hype, and they're just being predatory um, and taking the advantage of people. So speaking of AI, I'm going to ask ChatGPT now to give us an outro for this podcast. <laughs> give us an outro. One second, I'm typing this outro for a money podcast hosted by two idiots. <laughs> <laughs> What's it got for us? Oh, it's giving us a script. Whoa. Hold on. You, 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 just read it. No, no, no. I can't read the whole thing. Make it shorter. <laughs> yeah, see, we love a bit of AI. Are you are you ready? Can I share my screen with you? Okay, I'm I'm host one. Okay, go. So this is what Chat GPT gave us as an outro. And that's a wrap for our money misadventures, dear listeners. Remember, money might be serious, but we certainly are not. Whether you're whether you're a financial guru or just puzzled as we are, keep smiling through the dollars and cents. Stay foolishly fun and may your wallets never be empty. Catch you next time on the Two Idiots and a Wallet podcast. <laughs>
I mean, these AI, these AI bots might be onto something, mate. Give it your money and start investing with one is what I say after that. That's better than we could hey, have look, done. Don't tell the bosses, mate. We'll, we'll, we'll be sacked in the morning <laughs> if, if, if they do too well, mate. <laughs> You'll be sacked in the morning. <laughs> oh, dear. Here at Mindset Win, we want to give you the tools to become better at what you do. Taking inspiration and wisdom from our guests, we will hear stories, strategies, tips and tricks. Told by leading names in sport and beyond. Who know what it takes to get to the very top. There will be two episodes each week packed with amazing stories and practical takeaways for us all to follow. Search for Mindset Win on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. This isn't advice. Whilst we discuss individual examples, we can't give you personal financial advice. What we can do is offer a perspective and discuss the issues. Investments can fall and rise. In fact, that's almost a guarantee. Remember, past performance is no guarantee of future results. So your money is at risk with investing. Also, remember other fees may apply.